Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the mic with you. What a beautiful day it is. Sun's out. The frost is gone. We're back to summer. <laughs> we're we're uh, on that little roller coaster of Oklahoma fall, so it'll be hot for a few days, and it'll probably cool back down. It'll probably be hot for a few days again, but in that roller coaster. I want to share with you a message. God put this on my heart kind of in the wee hours of the morning again, uh, not before last. I, I, I stayed with our Wednesday theme last night on our series that we're, we've been doing on the Holy Spirit. So I saved this for today, but I titled it real simple message today. And it won't take us very long to get through this, but I titled this, Do What It Says. Have you ever been faced with something? Why don't you just do what it says? Read the instructions. Oh, Lord. Guys, we know we don't like reading instructions. We like getting stuff out, getting putting it together. And then once we've got it together, realize we've done something wrong. Now we've got to find the instructions, come back and fix it the way it's supposed to be. Rhonda and I have been putting things together. We've been, uh, she's been buying shelves and things as we've remodeled and reconfiguring this house, trying to get her stuff, my stuff blended back together. And it putting things together isn't very difficult for me, but reading instructions sometimes can be, especially when the pictures on the instructions don't really explain it as well as it should. You know, like sometimes you wind up with holes on the wrong side of the board, so you got to take it all back apart and flip it over. Yeah, we've been there, done that. But today's title, Do What It Says. Have you ever found yourself saying, huh? Like, I didn't really hear that. Can you say that again? Or ever hear something, but just simply let it go in one ear and out the other? I mean, there's a good phrase. We've used this quite a bit, right? It's like that went in one ear and right out the other. You ever found your mind wandering off while someone's talking? Yeah, we do that a lot too. We hear it, but are we really truly listening to what's being said? And if we hear it and we are listening... Why are we not changed by what's said? Why don't we react or act on what's being said? Our buddy James is really stressing this point here, and we need to pay attention to something. So this is coming out of James chapter 1, verse 19 through 25, and this really jumped all over me. James chapter 1, starting with verse 19, it says, Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters, let everyone be quick to hear. Be a careful and thoughtful listener. Slow to speak, a speaker of carefully chosen words, and slow to anger, patient, reflective, and forgiven. That really doesn't describe how much of us are today. Um, <laughs> sometimes we're not a real quick listener. We're not a careful or thoughtful listener. You know, a lot of times we listen to something just so we know what we want to say instead of listening to what's being said. We're, we're to be slow to speak. In other words, we're to carefully choose our words. It's a really good idea, especially in today's environment, because the environment we live in today is very volatile. You say the wrong word, and next thing you know, you're in a fight, whether it's in social media or in person. We should be slow to anger, patient. That's not a word I've ever been good with. I'm not a good patient, whether for a doctor or patients, whether being patient waiting on something. We're to be reflective and also forgiving. Listen, I need to hear this myself. It's, it's easy to lose your grip on your temper, especially when you encounter morons like I do. Uh, you, you've heard me talk about this before, my driving things. They're all morons. 
He goes on to say this, For the resentful, deep-seated anger of a man does not produce the righteousness of God. It's the standard of behavior which God requires from us. So if we we don't represent this well, um, this this anger, this all this stuff that comes on, we, we, the anger of a man, it does not produce the righteousness, the right standing of God that He requires of us. Ouch! So get rid of all un- uncleanliness and all of that remains of wickedness, and with a humble spirit. Receive the word of God, which is implanted. It's actually rooted in your heart, which is able to save your souls. Now, I like how this is said. He's already planted himself in us. When he created us, he planted his word, and it's rooted in our heart. All we've got to do is figure out how to tend that garden. All we've got to do is figure out how to water that soil so that life springs forth. See, unless a seed falls to the ground and becomes dead, that seed's in us. It's just laying there dormant. We've got to water it with the Word of God, with the Holy Spirit, so that it springs forth life. It goes on to say, but prove yourselves doers of the Word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts. And, and not merely listeners who hear the word, but fail to internalize its meaning, deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. Don't just hear the word, do what it says. Don't just read the word, put it into practice. He goes on to say this, for if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it, he's like a man who looks very carefully at his natural face in a mirror For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he immediately forgets what he looked like. Have you ever forgot what you look like? I mean, sometimes I don't think I look like I do. You know, I mean, sometimes maybe my reflection of myself in my mind is better than the reflection of myself in the mirror. And then he says this, But he who looks carefully into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys. He will be blessed and favored by God in what he does in his life of obedience. Obedience is huge. We've got to understand the word. We we can't simply just go to church and go through the motions. We can't just simply listen to the word and say, oh, yep, that was a good sermon. We've got to let it We've got to apply it to our life. The, the Word of God is living, breathing, and it needs to it needs to be in us, changing us. There shouldn't ever be a service that we go to that we don't walk away different. I, I'm serious about it. I don't care how boring a preacher might be. I don't care how terrible the service might have been. There shouldn't be any reason that we come away from a time spent with the Lord the same as we went in. Any time we find ourselves in the presence of the Lord, we should be changed by his word. It should be something that we're hungry for, that we're hungry and passionate about allowing God's spirit to move upon us in such a way that it changes us. This is a progressive thing. This is something, an ongoing event inside of us. Paul told us that we're to work out our own salvation. This is an ongoing thing. This is something that we need to be moving in on a constant basis. 
This isn't a one and done. This isn't say your little prayer and then you're set for life. Do your duty. Go to church here and there. You know, take your kids to church and let somebody else teach them. No, that is not what's being spoken here. We are to be doers of God's word. And if we pay attention to God's word, there is no place in there. It says that we are to sit idly by and allow someone else to do our job. Ouch. Again, (laughs) that's not my notes. That's free. I'll throw that in for free. We have to be careful. We've got to be prudent about our life in Christ. We can't allow ourselves to let the world mandate who we are. We should be constantly applying the Word of God. We should be constantly measuring ourselves against the Word of God, judging ourselves against the Word of God. He's going to judge us, and He's going to judge us according to the Word. If we're already judging ourselves according to the Word, we might be in a better place when we stand before him under his judgment. The Bible is full of an if we will do our part, if we will be obedient, if we will obey his word, he will fulfill his promises. God will pour out on his people just like he says he will. It's written. It's there. It's his word. It's living. It's breathing. It's alive. It's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God's word, God himself, God's spirit does not change. He's not going to change to fit our society. Our society is going to have to change to fit his meaning, his word, his way. That is the only way to peace and to truth and to eternity. One day, We will all, the Bible says, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Christ the Lord. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. He is our only hope. Matter of fact, he says in John 14, 6, that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. So without a relationship with Jesus Christ, a living, breathing, working relationship with Jesus Christ, we have no hope in this world. And it's all right here in the Word. I I love how James starts this in in chapter 1. Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. We've got to be quick to hear, careful, thoughtful listeners, slow to speak, being careful of how we choose our words, slow to anger, exercising patience, being reflective on what's being spoken to us, and being forgiven. We have to be... Uh, we can't be resentful. We can't be angry. We can't, uh, it's not going to produce any righteousness in us. We've got to get rid of our uncleanliness. We've got to get rid of our wickedness and and have this humble spirit that God can use to, to move mountains around us. That seeds already in our heart. We've got to allow his word to penetrate, to water that garden, to break open that soil, to let that, that moisture into that seed that's rooted in us so that it spring forth life. And you know what's crazy about a seed? One seed falls to the ground. It's a whole nother sermon. One seed falls to the ground and it's buried and it dies. In its death, as it springs forth, many seeds will come from that. That one seed that's rooted and planted in your heart is designed to spring forth a harvest of many, not just you. What a powerful statement that is. Do what it says. Get into God's word and allow him to lead you on the path that he's chosen for you and be doers of his word, not simply listeners. Don't just let it go in one ear and out the other. Let something stop it in the middle, compact it, 
put it to use in our life, and then let it flow out of us useful into someone else. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Rhonda and I love you. We are praying for you. We're praying God's blessing over you. The Bible says the same measure in which you give, he'll give back to you. Press down, shaking together, and be running over. Be poured right into your lap by man. That's awesome if you really look at that word in context. That's what we pray over you, that God pours out over you. The same measure you give. It's not just monetary. It's it's in everything that we do. As we give of service to the Lord, he gives back to us, pressed down, shaking together, running over. You can't outrun him. You can't outmove him. And you can't outgive him. Amen. We love you. God bless you. We're praying for you. We'll talk to you again real soon.